Booyah. Everybody recording this week. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of BJ and Coffee, where he's Bill, I'm Jim, and we're both drinking coffee. And uh, I just totally radioed that. <laughs> yeah, you really did. I was like, wait, 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 hold on. WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> and he actually multitasked today. Yes, I did. I'm proud of you, Jim. I'm proud of you. I can learn. Some things. I'm learnable. <laughs> it's like teaching a dog new tricks. Woof, bitch, woof. <laughs> of course, in some people's cases, never mind. I'll be nice because somebody will yell at us say we're we're body shaming people, and it's not about that. But I'll tell you, you know, you're gonna go hook up with a psycho chick. You know that Run Boy Run by Wood Kid. That's a good song to listen to. Run, boy, run. <laughs> She's going to get you now. Run, boy, run. <laughs> well, I can go into a lot more, but we're not going to get into that story no, because we'll, it's just too crazy. Yeah. it's <laughs> We like to pick on people, but sometimes, you know, you can't pick on people that don't know no better, I guess. <laughs> oh, he knows better. Obviously not. <laughs> He's just not that smart. Well, then he doesn't know better. Okay, he has a mind of a 16-year-old sometimes, I think. Or maybe a 14-year-old. <laughs> One of the teens, anyways. Anyway, we're referring to somebody that we both know that you guys don't, so it's all good. A good friend of ours. <laughs> Just we'll put it that way. We won't mention any names. Just, he, uh... Life's been a little rocky for him lately. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, I don't know about that one, but uh, it's a definitely fucking, uh, I think he went off his rocker. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, God. You're teaching me way too fucking much. We're going to hell. Fortunately, I don't believe in hell, so it's all good for me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's been a long fucking week. <laughs> Another news, I got great news, though. You know, I've, I've been... People have been hearing me bitching about fucking working on a car and cheating a fucking brake line that we couldn't get to and didn't have the right tool, blah, blah, blah. Great news. I finally got that bitch off. <laughs> now, well, brake line off. Sorry. There's a lot of sick minds out there. Well, you know, your personal life is your personal life. If you choose to share it, that's fine. Just let me know ahead of time so I can bring the brain bleach so I can pour it right in my ear. I told you you cannot smoke that down here. I said brain bleach. Not smoking anything inappropriate yet. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, anyways. There is not enough. I, I could not get my hands on enough of that to, to bleach out that out of my brain, bro. No. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Which thing? Because uh, I, I talked about a lot of things that day. Yeah, all of it. Uh, We're the, just going to. Hey, the, emo the emojis. I mean, we can go back into that story with emojis. Oh, my God. All right. No, that's going to be a night when we don't. there's nothing else going on later on, so I can actually <laughs> indulge a little bit so we can have that discussion. <laughs> Next week, let's do, we, we, we need to do that. We need to do the whole emoji thing of what emojis actually mean. Yes. And a few that maybe should be added. <laughs> and um, I want to, okay, oh, you know what? I totally forgot to do the whole um, how to get a hold of us. So anyway. Hey, you forgot something. Yes. Uh, well, 
<laughs> the conversation was had prior to hitting record. It just kind of threw me for a minute. Well, yeah, that's because of <laughs> our friend decided to freaking open up the freaking basement door and freaking yell down to us real fast. Yeah, he got his rocks off for sure. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, Lordy. Anyway. Um, run, bastard, run. <laughs> uh, change your phone number. Anyway, uh, you, yeah, if you guys ever want to you want to reach out to us, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash bjandcoffee. Uh, we can be emailed at bjandcoffee at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter as coffee underscore bj. And if you do a search for BJ and Coffee on YouTube, you'll find us there. Once we get enough videos and watching time up there, then uh, we'll be able to get a cool URL like youtube.com slash users slash bjandcoffee or some bullshit like that. Um, but until then, we're stuck with just search for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Bastards. To, well, tomorrow, which is today, if you're listening on the release day, uh, tomorrow for us, because as you know, we record on Saturday nights. Hi, YouTube. Um, we, um, we're actually going to be recording our special episode tomorrow for the month. Uh, and awesome news. We're going to have, uh, Ted and Amy, uh, 93Q, um, they are the longest-running morning show in the Syracuse, New York area. Were recently inducted into the Hall of the Radio Hall of Fame, and uh, just genuinely nice people. And I'm looking forward to it because we're going to be uh, sitting down with them at Gracie's Diner or Gracie's Kitchen, which is a local uh, food stop in the area, and it's actually located in Salve, New York, in Gettys Plaza. Uh, so we will be there. If you guys wanted to come out and hang out and meet us and order food, because you know. It's Sunday, they get busy, so if, you, if you're going to go in, at least order food. Uh, it's Gracie's Kitchen at 527 Charles Ave in Gettys Plaza. Um, if you want an autograph from either me or Jim, I will be glad to sign mine anyways. Oh, I'll sign too, I don't care, I'm good with that. Um, I think I have a Sharpie somewhere. Yeah, I might have to dig one out. Um, I'm sure Murray's got a few. <laughs> I'm sure she But does. Um, yeah, we'll be there around 12.30, so... Uh, I'm probably going to get there around noon to start setting up as soon as we're done with the cats we've got at the grooming shop. <laughs> How many guys get to say that they spend Sundays with their wife shaving and washing pussy? I said it. I can't say it. <laughs> nope. Oh, say it. God. But I do have a Christmas special that I've been working on. Really? I do. I've actually been working on trying to do a Christmas special with Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I heard she's been getting bitchy lately because Santa only comes once a year and that's down a damn chimney. Yeah, I've had a few conversations with her again. <laughs> sometimes. Oh my god. <coughs> Don't laugh with a lung full of ape. It's not comfortable. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely said to put her in her Christmas spirit, I told her that I would take one for the team. <laughs> Does your wife know about that? No, and she better not listen to this episode because if she does, I'm fucked. In more ways than one. <laughs> Ooh, that gives me another idea. No. No. There's already there's already multiple podcasts out there about making porns, and we're not going to be one of them. <laughs> um, okay, this water's like scaring me. I'm afraid it's going to spill out of the goddamn place. Well, stop jiggling the damn table around. Stop making me fucking laugh. <laughs> I laugh without jiggling the table. Does that mean my belly's smaller than hey, I touch the table? I'm like Santa, man. I got a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No wonder Mrs. Claus isn't happy. <laughs> I've seen American Pie. I know how that works. <laughs> Remind me never to eat any apple pie when I'm here. <laughs> Why? I make green apple pie. It's what happens afterwards. Oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but I can't guarantee that the oldest might. Again, I'll, I'm good. I'm good. Um, or has the least tried. So... I actually got something interesting this week. Um, I, I was. It's not another Kanye West story, is it? Oh, thank God, no. Thank um, God, I could deal another one. I actually, as I was, um, let's just say I was indisposed for a moment earlier and was surfing through stuff and found an interesting story about. I'm not gonna ask snails. I was taking a shit. I'm definitely not gonna ask <laughs> why you were looking at snails while taking a well, shit. Well, no, I'm sitting on the crapper. And I'm bored, so I'm scrolling through news in Google, and I found an interesting story about snails. Now, here's the thing. In the United States, snails are considered an invasive species, and it is illegal to transport them alive across state lines uh, or, or to bring them into the country alive. Now, So you're supposed to kill all the fucking things? No. You just can't transport them across state lines. Now, here's the thing. Snails okay. are big. Snails are big business in the food industry because of escargot. Not my thing. If I, you know, if I really want to chew on a booger, I'll go smoke some more cigarettes and hack up some lung putty. Bill, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Um, but I'm not hacking one, Will. But apparently, it's not. You know, it's to people that like it. That's some awesome. You know, Epicurean experience. Um, but what I found out is that there is an actual snail farm in New York Sna- New York yeah New York snail New York state called Peconic Snail or um Peconic Escargot sorry um what the fuck are they doing with them they grow them and sell them to restaurants in New York state <coughs> they you know it was like and it was interesting cuz I got reading through and I can't find the story now but um the interesting thing is they're, they basically have a, a snail-proof greenhouse. It's got airlocks for all entrances. It's got heavily graded drains to make sure that none of the snails can get out. And I'm going like, that's kind of actually interesting. I mean, I never realized. Obviously, I've never I've never been a fan of eating escargot, but that's a whole different story. But I never realized just how much goes into the whole thing about eating snails. And the... I mean, the only thing I've ever done with a snail is gone fishing with it. Well... Because I'm going to fish with it. Yeah, and here's the interesting thing, is that um, generally, most you know most places, if they have escargot on the menu, it's frozen and shipped in. It's already dead and frozen and shipped in. This guy, like, if you go to a restaurant in New York City or Long Island and order escargot, you're getting fresh, fresh snails. Like, literally, and I'm like going, this is not my, I mean, I'm pretty adventuresome when it comes to food, but this is just like, it makes me go, um, no. (laughs) The the snails they sell are heritage French species called Petit Gris. Wait, 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 wait. Now they're French snails? Well, that's where snails, that's where escargot originates from is France. It's a, excuse me, a French thing. Personally, if you cook them too long in the shell, the shells explode. But, you know, I try to stay away from that. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're called the Petty Creek. I want to cook one now just to see it explode. Fuck no. <laughs> shrapnel, man. Shrapnel. Not if you got a microwave. Shrapnel. <laughs> so That would be awesome. They're the little gray snail, and they're known for their exquisite flavor and tenderness. They're smaller than your typical canned snail, but that's a good thing because the these are the base scallops of the snail world, sweet and tender. I was first introduced to North America when it was brought over from Europe in the 1850s. Uh, Peconic escargot is located in, yeah, Cutchogue, New York, on the North Fork of Long Island. Uh, let's see, the greenhouse operation provides the snails with fresh air and natural sunlight. Because of the controlled environment, they're able to bring consistent product year-round. They're raised on a diet of wild foraged greens like dandelion, burdock, clover, sorrel, and others, uh, which is what they'd be eating in the wild. Once the snails are ready for processing, they're finished on a diet of herbs like mint, basil, and tarragon. And those herbs become the prominent nuances in the snail's ultimate flavor profile. I got a quick question real fast. Yes. Actually, a couple questions on this one. If well, someone comes up to you and says, what do you do for a living? And they speak up and they tell you you're a snail farmer. What are your exact responses to that? Um, probably not much because I, I, I've i done a little digging on this. This guy's worth a shit ton of money. Okay, well, next question now. When did you get an elephant for a kid? <laughs> that's probably fucking Gia who's 8 years old she's smaller than hell but when she walks for some reason she pounds yeah. so here's the thing Never figured it out. a 3 ounce serving of snails has nearly double the iron and potassium of a 3 ounce serving of beef so they're healthy there's 1 gram of protein per snail um, they're way more efficient at converting food into protein than traditional livestock because they can be grown in a smaller space and consume less feed and water Interesting. Why fresh snails? Um, high in protein. Well, it's never canned or frozen. Canned snails, high heat processing makes the snails tough and rubbery and can lead to loss of nuanced flavors. Often additional sodium is added for preservation. No bueno. That's literally what it says on the website here. Frozen. Thawing frozen escargot can lead to moisture loss, which can result in a chewy product. Freezing temperatures strip the snails of their delicate flavor characteristics. Sad face. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Well, I deliver escargot. I'm a snail farmer. I got more money than God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So here's the other thing. How do they determine when a snail is ready to go? I don't know. I'm assuming that's you know, it's an age thing. And, but... and and who has the who has the specialties to be like this snail's too small. Well, this snail's just perfect. Maybe it's a sign. I, I have no idea. Again, this is... Um, I'm confused on this. <laughs> uh, well, Louis news. Louisville wrapped all over Syracuse in men's football, 56-34. to 34. However, Syracuse basketball uh, destroyed on their game earlier. Um, and I can't find the... I'm trying to find the score now. Um, let's see. Syracuse, not Stacy. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Syracuse basketball. Orange men's basketball. Uh, 97 to 46 against Bucknell, and it was a home game. 
So basketball did pretty well. Football, well, yeah, it this, sucks it, this year. It's been, yeah, it's been a year. Um, actually, tomorrow or today, depending if you're listening to this on Sunday, the women's basketball is playing the Oregon Ducks. Now, I only know this because I work at a sports pub. <laughs> um, that might, game might be a little ducky. I don't know. I think the Orange are favored in this one, actually. Actually, the women's basketball team actually is doing really well this year. Yeah, they've got a solid team this year, so I'm pretty impressed with them. That's coming from somebody who doesn't know shit. <laughs> yeah, well, in other news, a, a man stopped at Syracuse Airport for accidentally checking luggage bag with explosives in it. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. A man with, with plans to fly from Syracuse to California was not allowed on his flight after he accidentally checked a bag with what appears to be explosives and other weapons according to the Transport Security Administration. Inside the inside the bag he checked at Syracuse Hancock International Airport, TSA officers found two insert inner inner blocks of plastic explosives, a knife, an empty magazine for a machine gun. The man told officers he grabbed the wrong bag while rushing out to the airport. God, I wish I had that wrong bag laying around. Well, the, well, the explosives don't have the ability to explode. The TSA warns warns that explosives both both live or inner were are never allowed on a, on a plane. On Twitter, on Twitter, a TSA spokesperson says, "Huge mistake, explosives live on or live or uh, inner inner are never allowed on a plane. Never." <laughs> Syracuse police, who were also involved in the investigation, say the man is from Fort Drum. The man ended up rebooking his flight. <laughs> Go figure. Well, I see. hate to explain that to my CEO. <laughs> my thought here was this: is hmm, I had to bring a knife, explosives, and an empty cartridge for machine gun. <laughs> hmm. hmm, where are you flying to? <laughs> Somewhere I don't want to be. Let me see. First, I gotta stab the motherfuckers before I blow the fuckers up. I'm gonna shoot them while I'm at it too. Uh, well, you couldn't. It's an empty magazine with no gun. Well, I'm sure that the rest of everything is already there or being sent along along with it. Yeah, that's true. Yo, <laughs> you I still want to know, how the fuck do you grab the wrong fucking bag? You know, I, I'd like to know the same thing. Because who keeps, like, C4 in their fucking barracks? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey, let me put bring my, that shit home. I'm going to put my feet up on my, my box of C4 here and chill for the day. I'm done with my day. I'm going to sit back, put my feet up on the box of C4, put my coffee cup down on my empty you know, machine gun magazine, and uh, peel an orange with my knife. And I'm good to go. <laughs> Actually, and that's the and that's the case of being really fucking high. <laughs> so here's an interesting one. I, I've actually had some side sort of experience with um, the weird world of whiskey collecting. Oh boy! Um, a bottle of the Macallan Valerio Adami, 1926, was previously the world's most rare, or rarest and most valuable whiskey. Um, in 2010, the author bought a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 20-year-old bourbon for $110. Uh, this particular bourbon has become a thing, a thing you cannot get without parting with lots of your money. Um, Winkle prices have now cleared the hurdles of the rational, so I enjoyed the bourbon, kept the bottle, and sold the empty a short while back on eBay <clears> for <throat> $115, he says. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the interesting thing. The Pappy Van Winkle as a whiskey is... 
supposedly a high quality whiskey. I've never tried it because I don't have the money for that. But I, never I know some. I can't drink whiskey. Well, I become mean. I, I was having a discussion with somebody, and I'm not going to name names because I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble in case there's any concerns about transactions and such. But um, he he was meeting up with a friend of his, or a, a friend of his who was bringing a, another friend of theirs who was a big fan of Pappy. Uh, I was in Pappy Van Winkle whiskey. And so my friend was talking to this um, one person he knows who, you know, works in the alcohol beverage industry and said, oh, man, if I could get my hands on a bottle of Pappy. And this person says, hang on, I know a guy. <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to this conversation going like, really? Dude, $1,500 later, there's a bottle of Pappy sitting there. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. I've never spent $1,500 on a bottle of liquor. But apparently, uh, it's, it's quite the thing now. In uh, December of 2018, Christie's Auction House presented a 40-case collection of pre-prohibition pre, yeah, pre American whiskeys at auction. The collection was stashed for years in a hidden 1920s cellar behind false bookcase doors. The auction's Lot 750, a grouping of 24 pints of 1914 Hermitage bottled in bond, nine-year-old whiskey, fetched the sum of $24,500. Um, you know, <laughs> somebody paid $1.9 million at the auction through Sotheby's for that bottle of 1926 McAllen. $1.9 million for a bottle of whiskey. Um yeah, I'm just like, how do you drink a 1.9 million dollar bottle of whiskey? One sip at a time. <laughs> I don't think I open the bottle. Um, it depends. If you're buying it for investing purposes, then no, you don't, and you just hope that the value goes up. If, however, you're buying it because you're a whiskey connoisseur, then it's one sip at a time, and you don't spoil it with ice. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's actually a without, thing. Without, um, without the rocks, please. Actually, there is a thing, and there's a reason why they say on the rocks, and it has nothing to do with ice itself. Because originally what they would do is put cold pebbles in there, so it would chill the liquor without, the uh, without um, not distilling, that's the word I want. Um, Making the water down? Without diluting it, yeah, without watering it down. Um, <laughs> the... I'm just seeing if there's anything else here. Uh, how a bottle becomes a collectible. Some common themes are wanting a bottle from every distillery, wanting every bottle from one beloved distillery, collecting birth year vintages, collecting bottles from silent distilleries. The list is almost endless. Some distilleries essentially create, create a collectible by restricting the bottling of a noted spirit to a fixed number, only released at a limited time, perhaps for the holidays. They set bottle price, but that's often exceeded when the bottles are bought out or brought out to retail or other secondary markets. Scarcity becomes a significant market factor. Um, larger retails often make arrangements with distilleries to purchase limited-release single-barrel spirits that they bottle and sell to premium. Liquor laws have loosened considerably in the last few years. Retailers can now offer tastings in-house in many states so that a potential collector can get a snootful of the stuff and make a decision on a pricey bottle. Some distilleries also break out the unusual bottles for a tasting to induce a larger purchase. Uh, 
and some select bars carry unusual or rare spirits so that the masses might get a shot of something they could never bring home in full. That is, if you're willing to shell out one point, you know, $1,200 for a shot. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's interesting, though, to see, <clears throat> like, you and I would never pay that kind of money for a bottle of whiskey. You know, you because you don't drink it, me because I'm a cheap bastard. And um, I mean, even I mean, even if I had the money, I still don't think that I would open that bottle, even to just drink, because I I, I don't even think I'd buy a bottle that expensive. Well, only because you know, I mean, I I've got that mentality that you know I'm a cheap fuck just like you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're both cheap bastards. It's all good. And you know, if I could afford a bottle like that, I mean. It, I can think of a lot of other things they spend it on, but that's just exactly. Opinion. If I if I had two million dollars, I would not spend it on a bottle of whiskey. No, um, I would spend twenty three dollars on a bottle of Tullamordu, which I actually enjoy. If I was gonna buy some whiskey, I think I would just buy some fucking Jack Daniels. Fuck that noise! Don't get me wrong, nothing against Jack, but I gotta say, I personally I, I grew up on Jack. That's why I like Jack so much. Personally, I, I stick and with my Irish. Are fucking amazing and fucking Coke. You see, you see, you're spoiling it. You're mixing it with something. No, but true you, whiskey is not. Want, like, listen, real fast. If you really want a sweet taste from a whiskey, especially with Jack, okay, put it in a bottle, either a of Pepsi or Coca Cola. It brings out like a sweet taste of it, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point I is, I put more fucking Jack than I do fucking Coke in it, but that's still the point. What? <laughs> Look, I've been snoring today. Leave me the fuck alone, goddammit. I mean, personally, I mean, I've been, I've never been, I, yes, I have my Jack and Coke, my Captain and Coke, whatever you want to call it when I go out once in a while. But realistically speaking, if I'm, if I really want to enjoy some whiskey, and I get the mood once in a while where I just want to enjoy a good whiskey, I prefer it chilled in a glass, three fingers, and just mm. sipping away. Um, Oh, this kind of just gave me an idea. That's what I smell burning. Shit. <laughs> the annual Christmas party this year could be fun with a podcast. Nah, nah. We'll just we'll just have a good time and then we'll tell everybody about it the following week. <laughs> Damn it. Um, just because you have to get everybody to sign off on it, and I don't I don't see that necessarily happening. Half the people will, the other half won't. Well, I know one other person that would sign off on it, yes. <laughs> M or D? D. You got to get the D, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Set it up, knock it down. <laughs> <clears throat> this is so much more fun when it's on video because everybody's getting my, my gestures now. <laughs> okay, so Hooting the Blowfish came out with a new song. It's called... A-I-O-U... <laughs> Family Guy. You're an asshole. <laughs> Anyways, Hooting the Blowfish came out with a new song. As everybody knows, Hooting the Blowfish for a while broke up. Um, I can't even call him Hootie anymore because it's not even Hootie. Uh, Darius Rucker actually went to country music. He recorded a new song with, you know, as Hooting the Blowfish called Hold On. I'm actually going to play it for you guys because it's actually an amazing country song. Um, it's it's kind of a mirror. Yes, I'm going to make fucking Jim suffer. <laughs> yeah. Only because I want to. But, of course, and, and of course, I can't find the clip from Family Guy I want. So here it is, guys. Hooting the Blowfish, Hold On. 
after the commercial. Oh, wait, maybe it's Ted. Your privacy is important to us, not. I just hope we don't get a copyright strike on that. It's from YouTube, so who cares? Well, that's right, because we're directed off. <laughs> And if you can't hear it on YouTube, just look it up. I will say his pronunciation has become much clearer since Hootie uh, and the Blowfish broke up originally. Okay, I have a riposte for that. Uh, Come on, don't make it bad. Come on, that was actually a good song. Johnny, I got so much energy. We better start doing stupid shit. You and me, we come from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. 
Fuck you, Jim. Well, look, Johnny, if we ever get serious about opening a restaurant, we gotta stop planning it now. Italian. Italian, yes. What's the special on Tuesdays? Eggplant pot. Chopped salad, half price. And it's a non-restricted place. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Anybody can come. Of course. Jews are welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but why no, you just lost me with the viewers. So why mention it? No one will. So why are we talking about it? You're talking about it. I'm just saying let them in. Yeah, let them in. Exactly. Right? Good. Okay. No Mexicans, though. Sometimes you're crazy. And you want it. This is how everybody sang in the 90s. I'm such a baby. Oh, a girlfriend's baby. You should play that for Rocky. <laughs> God, it just made me think of something. Oh, Ted. I love that movie. I'm sorry. Even Ted 2 was good. I did that song. The reason why I did that song was because, you know, with all the shit we've been going through and... The backlash we've been getting from certain people. We're not going to get into names. We're not going to bash anybody today. 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 <laughs> today. Um, today on today. Today on today. <laughs> today on tomorrow. No, tomorrow on today. Uh, Yesterday on today. This month on today. Yeah. <laughs> this year on today. <laughs> We're on this year. But, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus fucking crazy. The sad guy. part is when we do this, we are actually both stone cold sober. because <laughs> yeah, I can't smoke and I don't really drink that much. <laughs> it does sound good tonight. <laughs> yeah, you should have gone to a movie tavern. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you kidding? That's why uh, we go to a movie tavern because she orders her mixed drinks. I get coffee because I have to drive, but she'll order a couple of mixed drinks while we're watching the movie. So you don't have to drive because see, I don't have the brake line done yet. True. You could actually go tonight and order beer. Son of a bitch. So I thought about that. God damn it. I don't have beer either. But, uh, you know. Well, they have mixed drinks too. But anyways, I, I I did that only because, you know, with all the backlash that we've been going through and hopefully someone else is, you know, maybe having some problems in their life. You know, and that song, you know, it kind of just hits home. It really does. I don't know. It's country, so it like goes in one ear, comes out the other. And maybe just... you should actually listen to the lyrics for once. I just, it's, I can't get into the sound of it. That's the problem. That actually doesn't have a bad sound, though. Uh, it's just not catchy to me. It, it, again, you know. <laughs> Go home, listen to the song, listen to it about four times. Think of all your problems that you have when you listen to the song, and then come back next week and tell me, you're absolutely right. I prefer run, boy, run. <laughs> uh, no, that's for somebody else. Wait a second, wait a second. Um... The... Fuck it, I'm just going to get into that goddamn story. <laughs> I think our viewers have a right to know what we're fucking talking about. Not yet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you do what you're doing, then we're getting into the story. Oh, oh wait, here we Okay. It's not bats? The Undertaker. Is it Bats not Belfry? Okay, now we're definitely getting to the story. <laughs> okay, so. That's uh, Run Boy Run by Woodkid. And okay. believe it or not, look it up. I found that um, because I was, I like to watch, like if I'm like that last hour before I go to bed, if I'm not watching, a, you know, something, movie or TV show, I'll hit up YouTube and watch some of these compilation videos, whether they be fail compilations, funny compilations, 
whatever. And that's actually one of the clips they use in some of them. That's why and it was like, I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Let me find out what that is. So I sound hounded that shit, found out it was Wood Kid, downloaded the shit under my Spotify playlist, and motherfucker, it plays on a regular basis. And there you go. I need more Death Wish coffee. <laughs> Hang on. Shout out to our non-sponsor, Death Wish Coffee. <laughs> I think you're trying to avoid the story. Uh, we'll get to the story in a second. But I, I, because before I keep forgetting, um, yes, we're still drinking Death Wish Coffee. And for those of you on it's YouTube, amazing. Death Wish comes in K-Cups. And yes, we still talk about them. And no, we're not sponsored by them as much as I would love to be. Hashtag Death Wish. We wouldn't mind being sponsored. Hell, just send me a you know discount. Just discount me on the K cups I order every month. I'm on auto. The only thing, the only thing I'm worried about is this. They sent us a letter for assist and desist. Cease and desist. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Strike that. Reverse it. Thank you, Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, honestly, it's free advertising for them because we never say anything bad about it because it's just so fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if well, I, it's better than Folgers. <laughs> and, you know, and that is the funny part because more than once somebody's asked me, well, they they must sponsor you guys. No, they don't. I, you know, I filled out the sponsor form and we've been waiting. But, you know, and honestly, I'm still going to talk about it because it really is just that good. And if, you know, like I've known about it for a number of years now, but. It was one of those things where I was always worried that I was going to drop a bunch of money on some coffee that I didn't like. because I'm, I went by a Tom's the other day. Yeah, well, I'm picky about coffee. And, you know, but when they say strongest coffee in the world, I'm like, mm. So, anyway, I got it. I'm happy with it. If you're thinking you might like, you might want to try it, but you're worried about it, it's smooth as hell. It's damn good. They don't sponsor us yet. And uh, we but like if it. you but if you don't want to order it from their actual website, they do provide it at a Tops Market. If you find a Tops Market near you, you can also get it there at Tops. Allegedly, it's at Wegmans too. Well, that's what I've been told. I just have to nut up and go to Wegmans. <laughs> I could say so much right now, but I can't right now. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> my story here to <laughs> I just don't like Wegmans because it's too damn big and too damn crowded when I get to go there. Okay, so into my story. <laughs> so, anyways, this is the story. So, my wife... Picture has, it. Yeah. Sicily, 1914. Yeah. <laughs> my wife has an ex-husband. No. Yes. Wow. So, if you didn't know that, yes, my... Wife has an ex-husband. We are friends with him, um, through the kids' sake. <laughs> even though when I say they're my kids, they're actually my stepkids, but we don't judge. <clears throat> I treat them as my own. Anyways. Whoop he, ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me get through the story before we start making jokes, all right? Yes. So anyways, he got himself a girlfriend. <laughs> <sighs> This, this is a mess up story. Go for it. I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to sit here on the side and giggle. <laughs> so he got himself a girlfriend. It lasted for five days. Actually, wait a minute. Four days. Sorry. In that four days, this is what you don't do when dating or even meeting somebody for the first fucking time. <laughs> Bang without a condom. Oh, God. So anyways, he went out through the first night. It was like a Sunday night. Kids were, you know, calling and wondering where he was at, blah, blah, blah. Then, uh, didn't go to work. Monday. Must be nice. Yeah, no, really. 
<laughs> Stayed out there until, what was it, Thursday, I think? Did he go to work Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, he went to work those days, but he went late. <laughs> Must be nice. Well, anyways, the story is, is this. <clears throat> oh, God. So we went out there. He never, you know, he, supposedly he knew her from middle school. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> nobody changes at all between middle school and adulthood. Um, should I really go on with this? <laughs> Let's just say she's fucking psycho. He's running for his life. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. She literally came out and told him that she was bipolar in a schizo. And takes medicine for it. When she remembers. When she remembers. But anyways, the thing was is, you know, my wife had to call him a couple times <laughs> for the kids. She had literally started yelling and screaming at him and like, well, if you need to do anything with your ex-wife, I'll take care of it for now on. Wait a minute here. <laughs> I don't even have a problem with it because they're his kids. Yep. You know? I mean, like I said, we're friends with him. You know, I, I I treat him with the utmost respect. He's not a bad guy. He's not. He really isn't. He just, you know. Not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I think that's the bulb that's blown out <laughs> after the, those few days anyway. <laughs> the best part of the whole story was is when she he'd, she'd spoke up and told him, goes, well, you're going to move out here and... And uh, you can quit your job, and we can live off my social security. <laughs> this this had to be up in the Swigo County. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was. But and then like, and she was like saying, "Oh, our room, our bed, our apartment." I'm like, "That's uh, after just a few days." Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's a, that's a little too much. I'm thinking like Stephen King, scary like misery. Yeah, exactly. The best part of the whole story was, and, and I'm not trying to body shame anybody. <laughs> like you're gonna go there, but I'm gonna go there. She Bill's was going a, there. I was, am not. She was a whale. <laughs> Bill went there. I did not. Just remember that. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and he sat there and he's like, "Oh, I only date skinny girls and this and that, dude." If you saw this woman's picture. <laughs> she would need three seats at a movie st- at a movie theater. <laughs> I literally heard from a buddy of mine who drives taxi who has actually driven her places, and when he hits bumps, the bottom of the car bottoms out. <laughs> Dish, yeah. They do not pay me enough Th- for this. That shit. is that is that is that is big. And then she has like I guess this big tattoo on her back of call with from her ex fiance. Named Mario. So my, hey, my it's ex- me, Mario. No no, 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 no. He doesn't drive his cart everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm I going there. Him, I'm like, I looked at him and I said, so when you're doing it from behind, I said, I'm like, were you saying, hey, Luigi? <laughs> it's me, Luigi. It's me, Luigi. <laughs> you know my buddy. He's a small, short guy yeah. like Luigi. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Mario, it's a Luigi. <laughs> it's like, me, Mario. But my, my whole thing about this whole fucking thing was when he spoke up and told us he was literally in the middle of having sex with her. And she spoke up in the middle of it. 
and goes, am I a better fuck than your ex-wife? Obviously, at that point, you must be doing something wrong if she can actually talk. Well, it's either that... Although I've heard he's been told he was blocking the TV before, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say any more than that. (laughs) Well, I can, but I won't. But, anyways, you know... If you're not pulling the headboard off the wall, you're not doing it right. Absolutely! (laughs) Absolutely! My God. I'm taking one for the team of that one. I've done that. <laughs> I didn't actually pull the headboard off, but I a part of that. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyways. Oh. Anyways. Is... Welcome to Zach and Mary. He also, he also spoke up and to- she also spoke up and told him, he goes, well, I think you should get full custody of the kids. When my wife called me up and told me that, <laughs> I was driving down the road with my truck, with my load on. <laughs> I'm that kind of load. I can't right now. Oh my god! And, and I laughed so hysterically. I thought I was going to get into a truck accident. <laughs> I am seriously not kidding you. Wow! So, wow! Today he spoke up and told me we were working on my car. He goes, "For now on, I think I'm going to do a dating application." <laughs> dating application. I think you need a fucking check on a fucking mental application. <laughs> Make sure they don't have any kind of certified paperwork saying they're fucking nuts. <laughs> what if soy milk is just milk introducing itself in Spanish? And that's my segue for the day. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a wonderful, fun time this week. <laughs> oh, God, uh, was... picking on our friend and my wife's ex-husband <laughs> yeah and you know what he literally opened up our cellar door and he goes oh my god he goes i can't go down there and i said come on down you could be on our podcast <laughs> no he didn't want to be a part of the podcast but we would definitely want to get him on the podcast we want to talk to him about this you know shoot us an email let us know what you think if we should have him on the podcast. Because I tell you what, I think it'd be a lot of fucking fun. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, some of the things he says sometimes, he just doesn't say them right. And you just sit there and you'd be like, what? Some people just fuck? hand you the ammunition to shoot with. Oh, you know? oh, God, yes. God, yes. Bill does that for me on a regular basis. Not he just hands me. Not he's time. getting better, I will say. I love being a bad influence on people because he's getting better at not giving me stuff to use against him. So that's No, because he does it to me now and I do it to back to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, God damn it. Um, well, moving on. <laughs> okay, so... I don't know how many Star Wars movies. Wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. Oh, God. Wait, what are we moving on from? That psycho (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Good thing you said it that way. (laughs) Um, I don't know how many Star Star Wars geeks listen in or watch now. Um, Use the Force. Anyway. May the the Force be with you. Always. (laughs) Um, Shit, my lightsaber's not working. Never mind, that was only Rocky. (laughs) His lightsaber got used up from what I heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the other thing. Supposedly she wanted to go about five to six times a night, sometimes seven or eight. I woke up and I literally told him, I'm like, at that point, I would have been raw. Dude, I did not bring enough brain, brain bleach. I can't even talk now. Brain bleach for that shit. I don't need to know that. I already told you it anyways. I know, and I was trying. I was doing good at forgetting you told me. <laughs> you got to bring it back around. Had God damn. You. Had you remind you. Fuck, fuck. Well, that's okay, because for Christmas I told him I was... For Christmas, I told him I was going to get him a 2x4 and fucking a uh, 
a five-pound bag of flour. Well, what for? I said so you could find the wet spot. Bill went there. I didn't. I will say that. <laughs> Let me get back to Star Wars, damn wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, never mind. I forgot. Go ahead, go to, go to your Star Wars. Okay. It'll come back to me. I don't know if anybody else out there has been watching The Mandalorian. Now, it's a new series. It's on Disney+. Plus, or if you happen to have a streaming service that, you know, we won't get into, um, which is how I've been watching it. And I got to tell you, I'm fucking impressed because this is a TV show that has production value equivalent to, if not better than, some of the movies that are coming out today. Um, I mean, this this is the writing, the, the set work. I mean, just everything they do in this show is fucking amazing. And the story, I mean, I excuse me, I watched the first episode. I was hooked. Um, I may actually go home and watch the second episode or the third episode tonight because I think it's out already, but I'm not sure. I got to find out. For some reason, I thought it was hitting on Mondays, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I, I I'm like waiting for this third episode. I'm like, oh my god, I hate the fact that I have to wait a week to watch the next one. You know, because it, it's that good. And I have to say, I I mean, I watched, I I binge watched Clone Wars and um, the fuck was it Rebels. And a couple of other of those, you know, those Star Wars programs. And I got to say, they were good, but they weren't like, oh, my God, I need to watch the next episode now. Good. Like, this is that good. Um, I'm really impressed with it. And Did I say. you have Princess Leia with a slave? No. This is set about five years after uh, Return of the Jedi. And. Rocky did say he'd wear that outfit, by the way. <laughs> you had to go there. Oh, sorry. Brain, brain bleach going in my ear. Fuck. Where's that damn water? I need more coffee. Fuck. God damn. Gotcha. Oh, I gotta stand up. This is gonna get noisy for a second. Oh, well, it's okay. I... Well, you're standing real fast. I got something. I gotta... Oh, I gotta. Nothing. It's nothing bad. Don't worry. Yeah, I can't handle any more of that right now. Here's your water, sir. Water. Okay, so I got an awful, got an awesome story that I came across uh, a few weeks ago, and I, I keep forgetting to bring it up. Um, first woman with autism passes bar and becomes an attorney in Florida. Cool. Twenty-four-year-old <clears throat> Haley Moses is, is the first autistic candidate to clear the Florida bar exam to to adore the the career of an attorney. Kelly has also been diagnosed, or what the hell that word is, learner of a nonverbal skills and could solve a hundred-piece jigsaw puzzle at just three years three years of age. Her autism was diagnosed with her parents realizing her trouble with expressing herself in words, despite being brilliant at no verbal talent talents. She started speaking after a year after a year of her diagnosis and was transferred to mainstream classrooms. Um, I'm not going to read this whole thing um, about her her life and as a child and growing up with autism or anything like that. Um, but you know, it it amazes me that people who are autistic um, or are suffering with autism are just brilliant kids they really are well um, it, it's really not anything new though either because um i actually was talking to a good friend of mine actually somebody i went to high school with and her 
she's big in the agriculture business, uh, does a lot of advocacy work and works with um, uh, farming families and such. And one of her daughters who's in college actually had got the opportunity to uh, have a lunch with uh, Temple Grandin, who actually there's a, her biography movie is out there and available as well, who I actually watched the movie, even though some people are like, why would you watch a movie like that? Because it was, essentially it was farm related, which I grew up on a farm, so I mean, I thought it was kind of an interesting concept. And Temple Grandin is, uh, let me just read her bio here. She's an American professor of animal science at Colorado State University, consultant to the livestock industry on animal behavior, and an autism spokesperson. She's one of the first individuals on the autism spectrum to document the insights she gained from her personal experience of autism. Um, she, uh, she was huge in the, um, the evolution of how specifically how cows are handled uh, in the dairy and beef industry. Um, she was able to... <laughs> Your curry's doing it again. It wants to, like, brew, but then it starts, like, squeaking and yep. squealing. It literally reminds me of, like, when you wake up with, like, one of those, like, morning hard-ons, and you know you got to really miss. Dude, that was more information <laughs> than I fucking needed. Jesus. You're, like, you're just... <laughs> I've been too much of a bad influence. And you're like... And you're like, oh, I really gotta go. And you get up out of bed, and you get to the bathroom, you know, and you're like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. And then you're like, oh. Anyway, let me get back to my story. <laughs> Just saying what it reminds me of. Um, Sorry. She's actually authored more than 60 peer-reviewed scientific papers on animal behavior and is a prominent proponent for the humane treatment of livestock for slaughter. She also invented the quote-unquote hug box device to calm those on the autism spectrum. Uh, 2010, Time 100, an annual list of the 100 most influential people in the world, she was named among those in the heroes category. She's the subject of the Emmy and Golden Globe winning semi-biographical film Temple Grandin. Uh, and again, it, it's I think it's a common misconception from people that those who are on the spectrum like that are... Um, are somehow not intelligent, but it's usually the exact opposite, as I reach over here for the creamer, um, it's usually the exact opposite. Uh, the I kind of had an, an idea about that earlier on in life because uh, my mom spent many years working as a teaching assistant, specifically uh, with kids that required one-on-one -on -one services. Oh, here, I'm going to hand you back the creamer. Yeah, because I'm going to do the same thing. Okay. Oh, got it. Um, and many of them were on the autism spectrum. And I actually learned quite a bit from listening to what, you know, my mom talked about it. The A lot of these people are actually very brilliant. I, I think probably the most commonly recognized example and i use example in a very loose sense because it is a fictional story is the movie rain man with tom cruise and oh um, god yeah dustin hoffman that was a good movie yeah it was a great movie and it was actually dustin hoffman uh gave a very accurate portrayal of you know autism spectrum so it was it was you know, it's one of those things that it's like a lot of people don't realize that and they, you know, they think that, oh, 
they're they're not smart. No, these some of these people are fucking brilliant. Uh, they and really it, it, they're scary brilliant, and not in a bad way. Just in that, like that, that's like freaking brilliant. Um, you know, so it, it's yeah. I'm glad to see more people on the spectrum that are starting to you know become a part of um, society. I see. I don't know how to phrase that properly, but to to basically be able to step up and be part of the rest of the world and not be shunted aside and not be stuffed in a closet somewhere and not be, oh, no, you can't function in life. You have to go over here. It's I love seeing that when people with a different ability are able to take part in everyday life along with the rest of people. Well, I, I think a lot of it, too, comes down to parenting, too. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of parents out there that can't be bothered. Don't want to be bothered with the whole thing. Um, and there's parents out there that are actually, you know, trying to teach their kids, you know, in a matter of, of trying to, you know, teach them how it is to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have it every day. We, our one son, he's eight. He's, um, he's got learning. He's not autistic. He's got learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, he's differently abled. He's differently abled, but I found ways of teaching him, um, you know, math problems and uh you know different ways of how to handle things um and you know it it comes down to just how you teach your kids um now i went to school i, I when i went to school i i went to school with, with learn you know just learning disabilities and stuff like that and you know i, I had people that were in my life um that would just put down anything that you know Anything I wanted to do, they, they would just put it down and shoot me down, and I'm not good enough for it, or I'm not smart enough for it. Um, which I mean, sucks. Which sucks, you know. So, you know, I mean, I, a lot of things I've taught myself um, mm-hmm. over the years, um, and, and that's the way I had to do things. So, um, it, it, it goes to show that it takes parents and it takes certain people in your life to say that you are smart and are able to handle the things the way you know, they can handle them, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and, and obviously it shows right there, um, with Haley that, she, you know, she can, you know, she can overcome her autism and become an attorney, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, cause that's not an easy thing, thing. you know, and, and, and we have a friend, um, many of the names, but, uh, you know, his, his kid has, uh, is uh, autistic and, you know, they're, they're teaching, you know, they're teaching him the right way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's great because as long as you're teaching your kid and you're being a parent, you know, then anything can happen. See, um, and I, I, here's here's the interesting thing for me is that I, I'm i going to use the term disability for a minute because that's just a commonly accepted term. And I don't, I don't mean it as a negative in any way, shape, or form because I've learned over the years that a disability is only a disabling item to you your life if you let it be and one of the things that i've always said is that we have so much we could learn from animals because um unfortunately he's no longer with us but one of our dogs back in the day was a three-legged miniature poodle and i'll tell you this dog his favorite place to hang out was up on top of the back of the couch he had no issue hopping up onto the kitchen table 
to dunk his snout in my coffee if I walked away from it in the morning. I mean, this this dog did not get slowed down at all by the fact he only had three legs. And I think, and I realize it, it's a whole different species, yes. But we as a species, I think, could learn from that because too many, too many times people say, oh, I've got a disability. I can't do these things. And it's it's not necessarily true. But, but, I, wa- I watched a double, a guy who lost both his legs in the military, bike, bicycle, 300 miles in five days. And he did it. He paddled, like he had what they call a hand bike. Where oh, yeah, the yeah, pedals, I saw that. I saw the, the pedals are, of that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, we got to talk. Actually, no, he lost one of his legs. I, I apologize. Not both. Uh, but we got talking one one, oh, an, one evening, and he was telling me, he says, yeah, he says, honestly, he says, I refuse to let it slow me down. He, he actually, he was trying to get signed up to be redeployed again, and which, I mean, I have a ton of respect for that, you know, just and, for and, not giving up on and, life. And again, though, it shows that you have, as long as you have the people behind you to back you and tell you that anything is possible, okay? Yes. You can do it. You know, like... I've had people, when I started this whole nonprofit thing, okay, and mm-hmm. the project we're doing, okay, I had so many people sit there and tell me that I can't do it, blah, 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 and this and that, okay? Exactly. And I wanted to give up, you know, but I had people that were standing behind me telling me, you can do anything, Bill, you put your mind to it. Way behind you. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing I know with you are. Because you were actually one of the persons that told me to, to do it. You know, and, you know? and I, I'll tell you, something I've learned, and anybody that knows me will tell you that I openly admit to being a jaded, cynical bastard and an asshole, and I love it, and I have no issue with that. But I've also found that too many people put the negative out there. So I've been trying to put more positive out there. And this is going to sound silly, but I actually have a TikTok account, and all of my videos generally revolve what around... 16? No, actually, there's a lot of older people on there. You'd be surprised. Um... You, the response I get from my videos because they're all about positive. I, I will tell anybody that sometimes you got to make changes in life. Sometimes you have to take a long, hard look at where everything's at and what needs to change so you can achieve that potential awesomeness that everybody has inside them. And I know oh, I always I always finish up by saying you know, saying that here on our podcast, but I firmly believe that and. As hard as some changes may, I mean, I'm, I'm even look, I look at my own life every single day and say, what, what do I need to change today? What, you know, even if it's a little change, what can I change today to make my life better? And, and you know, and going back to what we were just talking about too is, is I dealt with a ten year marriage prior to meeting the wife I have now. Okay, I dealt with a ten year marriage where my ex wife, for that ten years when we were together, would put me down. Her own mother would put me down and pretty much say, you're not smart enough to do anything. Mm. Women here. Too much negativity. It was way too much negativity in my life. Way too much negativity in my life. You know, I've I've met my wife I have now. I've made great friends in the you know community we live in. And then there's me. And then... Well, <laughs> but when I'm down, though, I'll tell you right now, though, you're the person... Other than my wife to fucking put me in my fucking place and say, you know what, just fucking <laughs> nut up and do it, bro. Nut up and do it. I've done it several times. I've done it several times. I'll admit to it. But other than my wife, because there's a lot of times I just don't listen to my wife, and everybody knows that. <laughs> I you think know? that's a standard, though. Yeah, it's a standard for everybody. 
you know, and, and that's the thing. I have such a good group of people, you know, and, and I know I still have, you know, learning problems and everybody does, you know, and, but I've gotten to a point where you just, you, you deal with what it is you, you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure on something, you know what? There's fucking Google for this shit. Dude, there's YouTube. <laughs> exactly. There's I mean, YouTube. My, I think, and this is sound, it's going to sound silly in comparison, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. My biggest problem when I was in school was that I learned, I, I love to learn new stuff every day. I mean, I always try to learn something new every day. And for me, school was just too slow. Um, when I was in elementary school, I was in Catholic school. <laughs> and, um, sorry, I still have flashbacks. <laughs> he wasn't, he was trying to look up the fucking nun skirts. No, God, no. Um, go, oh, go, no, no, no. Were they all old? Yes. Um, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry. But, um, the, you know, in, my teachers. in elementary school, they had a split into each grade was split into two classes. There was the A class and the B class. And the A class was the advanced class that, you know, was actually catered to people that would learn faster and pick things up quicker. Whereas the B class was more catered to the, the people that didn't learn as quickly or had, you know, issues learning and such, which was, I think, an excellent way to do it. Because otherwise I got to high school and everybody's in the same class and I'm sitting there and I got, I was bored as fuck in high school. And I'm not saying I'm like the smartest guy in the world by any stretch of the imagination. It's not that. I just love to learn new things. And what do you think he is? Oh, God, no. God, yes, no. Yes, he does. No. <laughs> you put a hole in my fucking chair over there again? Pretty much. <laughs> the, um, but no, I'm saying it's, and that's, I think the other side of it, you know, the, 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 the coin here is on one side, you have people that have a hard time learning. On the other side, you have people that learn easily and get bored because you're waiting for everybody else to, for lack of a better term, catch, catch up. up. And I don't mean that in a negative in any way, shape, no, or form. No, I, I know you don't. Uh, but, you know, and that's why I think that separated classes are not a bad thing because it it addresses the, the needs of each, you know, student. Um, if you have an accelerated class where, where the, all the kids in the class learn easily, they pick things up immediately, boom, they can take it and run, and you can accelerate that class and move on faster, then these kids aren't going to get bored and get into trouble. Whereas if you have another class that's for the kids that have a harder time learning, then they don't get frustrated because they're not picking it up as fast as the other kids are. And it really, it's a, it's a balance thing that I think needs to come back to schools because it's not about saying you're stupid and you're smart. It's about saying you have different ways and means of learning. And that's all it absolutely. is. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, and it, and not just that. It, even with kids with <clears throat> who are autistic, okay, mm-hmm. they always excel at something. Yes, the trick is finding out what it is. Exactly, and that's what it is. You got to find out what it is that they excel at. I mean, shoot. I mean, look at Rain Man. I mean, I'm going to bring. Yes, it's fictional, but I'm going to bring it around again. His counting. You know, he uh, he absolutely. dropped the box of toothpicks. 496. There's four toothpicks left in the box. I mean, there's always going to be something. And you just have to find out what it is and run with it. Exactly. Like, I excelled at freaking vehicles, and I took it one step farther, and I learned how to bring it into the racing world, you know? I mean... I just accelerate with vehicles. <laughs> I don't know how to do. 
I'm sorry. I had to throw it out there. He doesn't know the difference between a fucking muffler and a fucking uh, better terminal cable, probably. Oh, no, I do. I've replaced the mufflers before. I can replace coil packs when I have to. Uh, change the oil. Change the brakes, pads, and rotors. Uh, swap out a caliper if I need to. Um, change the battery. I all the basic stuff. I'm quite capable of doing the basics. Do you know what? I can even change my left-hand blinker fluid if I need to. <laughs> you change it in my car then? Yeah. Uh, but listen, we're going to wrap it up because you guys have plans tonight. And if you don't go wake somebody up, you'll probably hear about it later because uh, it's almost that time. So, um, once again, thank you guys all for listening and watching. And watching, yes. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Now, our special episode is going to drop on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, just... is, it th- is it Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving Eve? Eh, we'll see what mood I'm in and how much work I have to do on Wednesday and go from there. i got to work on Wednesday. Yeah, me too. i got to work Thursday too, but hey, <laughs> that's okay. I'm making money. Exactly. Um, but anyway, again, thank you work, all. I still get paid. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and uh, you'll enjoy the next one as well. Uh, like I said, ch- tune in uh, later this week for the special episode, which will be dropping either Wednesday night or Thursday morning, one of the two. Am I dating tip for you guys? See if they're psycho first. Make sure they're not psycho. (laughs) And don't forget, you are all amazing, awesome people. You've got potential to do amazing things. Sometimes you just got to find out what needs to be changed in your life. Make those changes. It's never easy, but you know what? In the long run, it is totally worth it. Get out of your own way. Make that potential awesomeness happen and just be fucking amazing. I farted. (laughs) <laughs> that was fucking amazing <laughs> it was it felt good so anyway have a great one everybody we will catch you all later yep have fun and we're done <laughs> <laughs>